0: You're listening to Market Scale Retail. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I'm having a chat with the co founder and CEO of Near Street, Nick Brackenberry. Nick, how are you today?
1: I'm fine. Thank you. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing quite well. Now, I notice a distinct, how do I put this politely, lack of British accent. So please explain to me how you wound up founding Near Street in London.
1: Uh, so uh i am from the uk although i actually grew up all over the the world for a few years in uh in detroit in the us and then a few other countries uh all over the place but i actually ended up starting near street after working for a while in the ad world but on lots of different digital products and one of my uh one of my old colleagues who left uh and set up his own business for a while actually approached me with this with this idea after a very literal light bulb moment where he um he was looking for, uh, uh, having some friends around and was looking for a light bulb after it broke in his living room. And he, um, he was looking on his phone and just couldn't find anything in a local shop. So ended up walking around the local area, looking in and out of different, uh, different retailers, and eventually found it in a shop just a few hundred yards from his front door. And he's like, This is crazy that it's easier to find this in, in a little local, uh, in, oh, sorry, online than in a little local shop that's just a few hundred yards down the road from me. And uh, we got started from there.
0: So now you come at this from an interesting perspective because you have a pretty solid background as a tech nerd.
1: Uh, yeah, well, so I am—I'm um, uh, not actually a software engineer, but I all through high school and uni, I just loved kind of breaking things basically, and I'm going to put them back together again. So I built kind of PCs all through university, and uh, and yeah, kind of came at it from from that angle, which uh, which has really helped. I just generally kind of like uh, figuring out how things work.
0: And that sort of um, engineering mindset that you have of taking something apart and putting it back together, well, that makes total sense because that's kind of what you're doing to retail. Yeah,
1: I kind of think coming into this without a retail background really helped us both as we we didn't come in with a lot of the assumptions about or the, the knowledge about how things worked. And so we just kind of went through and figured things out, and uh, said, "Well, you know, why couldn't it work this way? Why couldn't that system run like this?" And it actually ended uh, ended up with a lot of the, the innovations we have today came from that uh, that kind of almost naivety of coming into it. And obviously, we've learned a huge amount in the last two and a half years as we've built it. But um, that approach of just not having that, that that background in retail, I think, actually really helped us at the start.
0: Let me let me bring up what is probably extremely apparent. Online purchasing has seemed over the last three years, five years, it gets all of the publicity. Everybody's buying online and I have to have an online portal and I have to have an image and I have to have a presence. But you've actually taken the technical wizardry that comes along with being able to find something online and you've married that with the comfort that comes with oh it's right down the street i can just go and physically get it myself that's a neat sort of blend that you've come up with
1: yeah and it's i think the what's really interesting at the minute is most people when they're looking for something they don't really care about where it comes from you know that there, there's some things that people do but on the whole we want something we just want to get it in a way that's convenient and easy for us so when you look at kind of the rise of online and and it started from kind of a fresh base with no legacy infrastructure no legacy software to contend with and it's delivered an amazing experience but ultimately if if people can find a way to get something from a local shop more easily and we can find a way to smooth that experience out then actually you can do some really really cool things with uh with that experience for a customer and that's what we're trying to do really at
0: near Street. And just as a a side note, generally when you need a light bulb, you don't need to wait two days for the light bulb. You sort of need it right then.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting you say that actually because there's there's a lot of use cases that people talk to us about, which is urgent products. You know things you need right now, and indeed that is kind of a, a use case that we see quite a lot. But what we think is really going to happen is. Being able to just pull out your phone and check where any product is near you will just become a very normal experience. Very much the same way today, you pull out your phone and are just sort of like, oh, what time does my local chemist shut? Or what time does my local grocer open? Or what's their phone number? You you don't really think much about it. It's not a big task. It's just there directly in Google Maps or directly in search. Um, and we think the same thing will happen with product information. It'll just be like, oh, yeah, I wonder where I can get this. Tap a couple of times on your phone, and there you have it. It's right there. And that will just become a very normal behavior in a few years' time, we
0: think. One interesting fact about this will be that consumers will discover that a local shop has something that they never would have thought that local shop carried.
1: Yeah. And that's, I I think you've hit the nail on the head there. That's what's really interesting about this is you have all of these kind of micro warehouses all around you that stock so many things that you need and look for day to day. But because right now these items on all these shelves are invisible to your smartphone, you just never discover them, and so you might never even visit the shop. We, we actually sometimes have customers who, who email us and say, like, look, I just discovered there was this retailer right around the corner from my house that I never knew existed, and I've lived in this area for like 10 years or 15 years. And There's some crazy examples of this where people just don't know what's near them right now. Um, and, and That's something you know we're, we're pretty excited to be able to help with and solve for.
0: Well, you've pretty much taken the concept of local search or local stores and really opened it up you've you've made it extremely accessible
1: yeah and i think that's that's the key thing is you know people do what's easy and if finding something nearby isn't easy as much as we have goodwill and we like to support local businesses which everyone generally says they do if you make it difficult people don't and if if we can do something to make that much easier for people. Then I think the the positive side effect of that is you actually have local high streets and local communities doing much better out of it, uh, and that's a really really positive thing we like to see and, and something we hope to do loads loads more of as uh, as near street grows.
0: You know, as someone who enjoys going to a farmers market, I would prefer to be able to have a farmers market that's not a hundred miles away. I want to buy, you know, in my mind, local means just that it's local and to have the ability to search something locally. But I get the feeling, although that is a huge development, I get the feeling you have your mind focused a little into the future. Is there a, an idea or maybe a project that you're working on that maybe you haven't released yet, but you can sort of give us a hint about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we think, um, this whole idea of, of having a layer of data that shows you where everything is in the world. I mean, we call it real-time local inventory, this knowledge of exactly where different products are stocked at any given time. Um, and there, there's a really interesting pilot we're doing right now with one of you know the very big platforms that you probably will use every day that essentially takes this information and puts it directly into... Um, search and and you know the places that you look for things already so the places that you might already be looking for business information or opening hours and it actually drops product information in there so when you're on your mobile phone and you just search for you know where can i find uh this specific type of toothpaste my dentist has recommended for me nearby it actually just will pop up directly on your device um, directly on one of the popular search platforms that you already use and we're, we're really really excited about what that's going to mean because it just puts this information right in front of you and you know with very little effort for you to actually find it so you know whereas today you might make that same search and you'll end up on a big online site what we're doing now is is you know with this project that we're close to to releasing in a pilot set phase is really putting that information of what's in a local shop directly and search directly where you're looking. And we're really, really excited by what that's going to do.
0: Let's talk about the back backend uh, data side of this for just a moment. It, you're obviously having to deal with inventory, which means the stores have to be accurate in entering and maintaining yep. their inventory. But you also have to deal with UPCs and store-specific SKUs, retailer SKUs, yeah, is that a is that a problem that really gives you pause?
1: Yeah, that's to be honest, that's the biggest problem we have to solve for, and that that's what our platform does. Um, in you know, that's kind of all the heavy lifting that it has to do every day. So most retailers have EPOS systems in their stores and, and you know keep track of their stock in some way, but these systems hold generally pretty rudimentary information. It'll just be you know a barcode, a price, uh, and a stock level generally. And a lot of the time they were created or they they were released before the internet was a a pervasive, ubiquitous thing. And so what we have to do is find a way to get these systems to talk to our system in a really reliable, frequent way um, without also interfering with the day-to-day operation of the store. And that's actually a really tricky problem to solve for. Then you also have to try and turn this information, these barcodes that you're getting, into high quality reliable product information and again that's it's something that you can do if you're just trying to operate within one vertical but when you're trying to do it across essentially any retail vertical um it's actually a really really tricky challenge and most small retailers obviously don't have the 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 cap the capacity to do that and and what we're really excited to offer them is this kind of simple plug and play solution where it's like look you can just hook up your inventory system to us and then we do all the heavy lifting to try and get your products to appear directly on the devices of the people who are looking for you. And it it all happens behind the scenes and all the heavy lifting is done by um, uh, a lot of very smart systems that our engineering team have have developed over the last couple of years. But the whole idea for shop is this is all invisible and they should never know any of this is actually happening. It just has to seem very, very easy and and simple for them because shopkeepers are ultimately incredibly busy people and they don't need another system or another tool or another bit of hardware in the shop to worry about
0: have you had one specific category or type of shop that has been sort of the most reluctant to to hop on to the system
1: um you know i i don't think we've had ones that are more reluctant what has been interesting is we've we've seen which categories in retail are struggling most i think So, for example, in our, our, you know, our our home city of London, we actually really struggle in the electronics category just because there aren't actually that many electronic shops left. And so the shops that are around are generally very keen to join because it's, it's a way to try and... Be or appear for the people that are looking for them again. But we've not really had a category that's reluctant to join. We've definitely had categories that are more eager to join than others. And that's been kind of interesting to see.
0: Going back to an earlier reference that you made about an email, someone saying, Hey, I found a shop right around the corner. I didn't even know it was there. Perhaps if this had existed, if Near Street had existed a little sooner, then maybe that shop would have been discovered more quickly
1: yeah and you know i think that what's really interesting when you're looking at the trends right now is also how people are engaging with their phones so what we've seen in the last few years is the the rise of local search so people tapping into their phones you know where can i find where can i buy where can i get and i think people are coming to expect their mobile devices to do pretty much anything for them in just a few taps whereas even if you go back three or four years that wasn't the norm you know Uber feels like it's pervasive now. Airbnb feels like it's pervasive. TaskRabbit feels like it's pervasive. All these things where you can tap your phone and get a, a serviceman, a t- cab, a hotel room um, are all just there in a few taps. And so I think we're riding that wave at the minute where people also now are expecting, well, of course, my phone should know where anything is around me. It should know where products are. And it doesn't yet, but you can see those searches coming in. So I think we're, you know, if you wound back the clock a few years, you'd be in a very different time in terms of behavior, but we're, we're in a really interesting time in terms of how people are, are changing their behavior now and expecting their devices to do all these really, really powerful, really clever things with the information in the world around them.
0: You know, when we started calling the iPhone a smartphone, that was yeah. really just in comparison to non-computer-based, you know, regular phone. I think now smartphones are actually earning that label. Let me ask you a question that that you mentioned Uber and and TaskRabbit. What kind of exciting developments do you think could be achieved as these third parties start to see the possibilities of NearStreet?
1: So NearStreet is built very much as a platform technology. So something that other people can create really interesting things on top of we just have this what we call real-time local inventory information and the i guess what's really exciting is we don't know exactly what other people are going to do with it you know what i'd love to see is uber starting to roll out things like uber rush their their delivery service more widely and saying well actually if we plug this information into uber rush then uber instantly just knows where products are and they can start to offer them up within the uber app you know something like that would be awesome you look at things like wearable technology and you wonder well i wonder what kind of handy things different people could come up with to do location-based recommendations or let's say you have a favorites list or a wish list of things you know you've been meaning to buy what if you're smartwatch could just buzz and say hey this thing that you've been looking for for ages is in a shop 100 meters from you you know things like that are really exciting for us but also wondering you know what what's the next kind of 14 year old kid who's in his bedroom hacking away gonna create and we don't even know that you know once augmented reality devices become more pervasive who knows what different brands might create with this you know what could nike do with it when they're looking at uh, you know different products and different shops and so i think that's that's what's really exciting for us is once you open this data to the world and allow other people to do things with it. You really, you have an idea today, but there's actually so many different things that, <clears throat> excuse me, people can come up with, with it that it's out of our control. And that's actually the, the most exciting part of it, I think.
0: So let me ask you one question to wrap things up here. Tell me about the moment that Near Street surprised you with something that you just had to go, hold on, that's right here? Ooh, (laughs) um, you know, I
1: think it was, we launched with bookshops and we started right back at the beginning of the company just with bookshops and bookshops have a pretty narrow selection in physical stores compared to online. And I was looking for this really obscure book, um, about essentially of all things, how to run a company. And it had gone out of print ages ago. I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but, um, It had gone out of print ages ago. And I thought, you know, our technology had only been around for six or nine months at that point. We only had a couple dozen shops on board. I was like, yeah, you know, I should probably check it. I should dog food it, you know, use my own product and actually see if it's in a shop. And it was in a shop that was, I think, half a mile from where we were. And I was like, I can't believe it. There's this book that I would never have expected. It's gone out of print ages ago to be in one of the high street shops. And sure enough, there it was. And it was actually cheaper in that shop than it was on Amazon. I was like, "Wow, this is this is awesome! You know, this is this is something rare, something hard to find. That is actually in a shop really close to our office, and I think that was a really cool moment, just uh, seeing the power it can have."
0: Well, Nick, you've definitely come up with a, a an interesting approach. I really like the thought. Uh, anything that can help me find something that I want, I'm that's my favorite app on any. Any phone, my favorite app is the thing that helps me find something that I want. So I wish you continued success as you continue to develop this. Today, I've had the an opportunity and the pleasure to speak with the co-founder and CEO for Near Street, Nick Brackenberry. Nick, thanks so much for taking the time today.
1: No, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.